Jamie, we got an informative one for you this week. That's right. You want to talk about passive dripping? <laughs> I know I do. This week we have on Logan Stevens. We're talking about top 4% of OnlyFans content. Top 0.4%. That's right. We're talking about taking adventure trips and fucking your friends. We're talking about making art and porn at the same time. That's right. If you're ready to edge and bait this whole time, get ready for a good listen. Edge and bait or educate yourselves. Listen, you faggots. Get into it. Goodbye. In New York. Oh. M. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you slap you stupid fucks you nasty fucks you dirty fucks you stupid fucks? What was I like a big dipper meatball meatball and that's big dipper? And here we are. You're looking shiny and new. You've got earrings on. You're like Mrs. Roper. <laughs> oh boy, Mrs. Roper 2.0. Should have glued that one on. I feel I'm very much feeling like an old lady these days, and I'm really living it up. It's because like when you wake up, how your body feels. Yeah. And I really only want to put on leotards and dance costumes if I'm on a stage. You know what I mean? Makes sense to me. I'm going to Palm Springs! <laughs> All right, let's get into our episode today. If you like to watch pretty people do sex online, you've uh-huh. seen his work. Make some noise for Logan Stevens! Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's afternoon now. It is. is it? Well, after lunch is afternoon. Tell us about that burger you just housed in the other room. Yeah. What was on that? It looked good. It, that was pretty soupy. I don't know. <laughs> it was <laughs> soupy. There was so much. There was like the the burger real estate was completely overpopulated by like meat and sauce. And I was like, it was a little. It was a little more in and out than I expected. I don't like. Yeah, on I an in and out burger, when there's so much sauce and you squeeze it and it drips down. No. Nah. Everyone's no. everyone's uh, showing photos or videos of getting the onion burger at In and Out. Disgusting. Are, would you not be into that? No, it seems too wet. It's. I mean, you have. It, it is soupy. But it's a full, it's just onion and onion with the burger in the middle. And all of the special menu, I don't. Just put it on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing appealing about the stuff that they put on it in the special menu. Like, I, strike me down or whatever, but it looks like fucking diarrhea. (laughs) Well, well, there it is. You heard it here. Suck it in and out. Your food looks like (laughs) diarrhea. I saw someone like, oh, just order the the grilled cheese. Well, it's because they just cover it in Thousand Island dressing. That Uh, is it. It's not the greatest color. You don't like an orange dressing? You're giving Thousand Island. I love the cow. <laughs> we're giving we're giving to Palm Springs. Yes, we're just giving salad, actually. <laughs> We're well, I've salad. never touched one of those. So yeah. I don't know what you're what is here. a salad? Do Describe tell. it in three this words one? or less. <laughs> or it just a salad a in general. Salad in general. I I, it can be whatever you make it, but generally I think the base is like a lettuce or a vegetable or something. Shocking. <laughs> well, That's not like, if it's a tuna salad. That base is mayonnaise. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Palm Springs and travel, you just did some travel. Were you in... Santorini or Greece? Where were you? I wish. Well, no, I was in um, Gran Canaria, and then I went to Paris, and then I came Mm, back. Just Gran Canaria. Describe 
what is the Grand Canaria? <laughs> yeah, okay, what part so of the it's world like a, it's a, a a grouping of little volcanic islands off the coast of Western Sahara. So geologically, it's Africa. Okay, but it's owned by Spain. Oh, so it's like up in that uh, northern. What's the body of water there? The, the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, it's the Atlantic yeah. Ocean. Yeah, it's the Atlantic. That's I kind of have a blind spot for that sort of area of geographical area. I remember when I went to Greece in college, and I was like, where? Are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll throw you over there because everything's so small. <laughs> what do you mean everything's so well, small? Well, just because countries over there are much smaller Little than tiny. ours, so it seems weird when they're, like, so close to each other, but in your mind, they're so far apart. <laughs> Thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you? it's like states versus countries there. Like, if yes. you know, the United States is almost like the entire EU, and then our exactly. states are like their countries, kind of. Where did you, um, when did you get high? I was just with you the whole time. You don't think I have a little stizzy vape pen with me at all times? <laughs> People are really efficient and sneaky these days. That is true. Stealth. I used to smoke in here, but we had to stop. That was getting out of hand. Oh, was it like, yeah. uh, but you can put that online. I mean, it's legal. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't stop you from it. No, I had to stop myself because I would watch myself and I'd be like, what am I doing in there? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I come to work to get high. <laughs> Jesus. We're, like, um, we're, we're getting a word from our sponsors. They say no more. <laughs> they say no shut that down. <laughs> so what were you doing on your trip yeah. in Grand Canaria? Okay, so the Grand Canaria trip was was a content trip. Oh. But, yeah, so I got together with a few friends from around Europe. And one of them, um, Just Can't Stop, Troy Daniels, was mm -hmm. the one who organized it all. And I had been saying for a while that I wanted to I want to do these, like, adventure trips with OnlyFans friends of mine. Right. Um, because I'm sort of sick of this, like, paradigm of going to a city and fucking everybody who's got, like, 300K or more. That's not how we operate, but, like, you know. <laughs> That's how I'd operate. If I was you, I'd be a real bitch. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I like working with smaller creators, but... Um, all over the board, whatever. But the but you 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 know like you go to a city, you set up in a hotel, a nice hotel, and then you just work with as many people as you possibly can. I did that a couple times and just felt super like lonely and burnt out at the mm -hmm. end of the trip, and I didn't have any fun. So I right. was like, well, so the content probably didn't vary that much if it was all just the same right. hotel. It's Not like, really. I mean, different backgrounds. Yeah, you get different people and different chemistry and stuff like that. But that's not what I'm really into. Mm. And uh, this job is not supposed to, like I work this job, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So I kind of try and weave everything. Wait, now hold on a second. I work this, this job. job this job does way. not work me. We need to remember that. <laughs> I feel that. Well, I, I know you feel that. I don't feel that. Good. <laughs> no, but the stuff I saw on social media, you posting like out on the beach and like oh, yeah, rock yeah, climbing. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think that it, re it really makes people go like, wait, what's going on over there? And they're fucking? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. Well, it's... Um, International been, dick. I know. It also probably makes them feel like they're part of the trip. You know what I mean? They can <laughs> I mean, like that's, that's... look at your Instagram and be like, oh, they're out sightseeing. And then go over to the OnlyFans and be like, and this is them later that day fucking. Yeah, that's the thing. I love a narrative arc. Yeah. Oh, it's a see? narrative. They're yeah. telling tales. I wanted to, you were saying go to a city and fuck everyone in the city who makes content. A friend of mine was visiting LA on that type of a trip. Yeah. And he... Um, he doesn't very much enjoy it. He, it's outrageously he, frustrating. He is someone who I think the job works him yeah. a little bit. And he shared with me, like we were getting coffee and he was flying out that day and he was like, my dick is like a purple 
lump of like he's like it's not working yeah i've injected it with so many you know pills and and injections of trimex and like he's like i had to make content for three months on this 10-day period because i don't want to make content when i'm not working and i was like damn that sounds awful is that where you're at? No, 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 no. no. Okay, Enjoyable so I, trips. I, I've been doing I've been doing porn for a long time now. So I don't know since I was like 23. Mm-hmm. So I've been through different iterations of uh, of where the job was working me, and it's not the way I like to operate. Kind of I prioritize my happiness first and foremost above everything, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and then I just try and figure out how to make the job the most fun for me, which is why I fold in all of my different interests into, into the thing. Yeah. And, you know, it creates a, a bigger picture um, for you to get invested in. Right. In terms of, like, I, I say this. So, so like, everybody's going absolutely nuts for Pedro Pascal. What if he released a dick or, if like, a dick picture uh-huh. ended up on the internet? People would lose their shit. Oh, yeah. He's a good-looking man, don't get me wrong, but he's not the most, like, gorgeous thing on the planet, you know? So the reason why that people are really into it is because they feel invested in his character and his narrative and all Mm -hmm. that kind of, you know? So... So, it, like, people are always asking, like, oh, I want to start OnlyFans. Do you have any advice? I say, like, you have to figure out who you are, and then you have to dial that up 200%, and you have to pump it out there because people need to fall in love with you or this idea of you, and then it's they'll a, follow you anyway. It's a lot more than just putting up a camera while you fuck. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's so much more than that. And, and I'm, I'm not the prettiest one either, but I'll still crush their numbers because ooh, I know the narrative. And their prostate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, did you ever do studio porn? Or yeah. Have, oh, you did? Because so, yeah. you just said that you started when you were 23. So right. did you start in studio? Yeah, I started in studio. Yeah. Who? Started with Lucas. Okay. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas Entertainment. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's like the one that set yeah. up in Puerto Vallarta now and imports all the boys from across like Europe and South imports America or whatever. Yeah. I love that. Well, it, they can do that because um, those boys can't come and film in the United States because of labor laws. So, uh, yeah. So anyone from Europe, anyone from, they don't have yeah. visas to work. So the studios that are operating legitimately oh. in the United States, they can't pay oh, the guys okay. who are coming from Latin America, from South America, from Europe. But could those guys make their own OnlyFans and fly in and do whatever they want? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course so they're they can. still, okay. Yeah, I mean, because your 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 base of work is somewhere else. Just because you shoot the content mm. in another country or something doesn't mean that that's where you're working. Mm. Where the you operation. work is where you. Yeah, we yeah. work where we live. Yeah, and I shit where I eat. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just 
I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapy anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And... No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> and we're back! back! So you worked in studio porn. You do OnlyFans now. In your Twitter uh, bio mm -hmm. or in your Twitter name, you proudly boast that you were in the top 4%. 4 percent. Yeah, it's point 0.4. Oh, point 0.4. That's, so that's even smaller than Damn 4%. near the top of the OnlyFans. Now, how do you... I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> your earrings keep falling off. No, Okay, they're just done. How do you how know, do you know? They send because a, it a it newsletter? You, it you a spreadsheet? No, every day you can go into your statistics and you can see where you where you rank. And it it fluctuates, Can you course. see where everyone else ranks? No. Okay, because no, I'm trying to call private. some people out because I feel like some people are liars. I think Twitter. people lie on Twitter. Well, definitely people lie on Twitter, but there's also... It's marketing. <laughs> yes, they do lie. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't going to put that up there before, but I had an agency that was sort of helping me out with um, marketing and all this stuff, and they're like, put it on there, put it on there. Yeah. It's such a flex. And I was like, it seems kind of obnoxious, but whatever. It actually makes it easier to work with other collaborators, too, because they seem to be sort of wooed by that. That makes sense. I'd be wooed um, by that. Remember when we did our Spotify wrapped and we found out that, like... We were in the point... 1% of podcasts. Mm -hmm. And we were like, wait, now how many podcasts are there? We were like, that's insane. And then, you know, when you think about it, everyone who ever started a podcast, like it still exists. So the number just like gets exponentially larger. So the fact that we just exist. Yeah, we still got enough listens to be up at the 1%. Sure. I feel great about it too. But I'm trying still to Don't try to demean our win. No, I'm just trying to be realistic. I mean, we're not 0.04 or whatever <laughs> you are. Well, what are you right now? Look it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's not kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so that uh, when you when you do that sort of like marketing push, do you ever feel like do how do you how do you balance your authenticity with the marketing of the product? Because you said you like to bring your real interests and you like to do these travel trips. So you're going on hikes and you're you know. Uh, working with people that you like, do you ever feel like you have to kind of like put fake stuff out there in order to get clicks? Mm -hmm. Fake stuff. Um, like, wow, this was such a hot session, but actually you didn't have great chemistry with the person, but you filmed it anyways? Uh, I mean, occasionally there will be a scene that I was like, that I didn't think was a shooting star, you know? Right. And... Um, 
yeah, well, well, I'll put I'll put a little bit of a spin on it, spice mm-hmm. it up. But you know, the funny yeah. thing is, the funny thing is, sometimes sometimes I was in the middle of it, and what comes across on screen was not what I was experiencing. So that's happened to us too, mm-hmm. um, not sexually. So it, <laughs> you don't know. No, I'm talking about us. Oh yeah, not yeah, no, that never happened. Quit. Let him finish. I will. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I don't know where I was. <laughs> Me neither. <sighs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Before the podcast began, I asked you what you thought about the song Empire State of Mind by Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. No, I that was... Um, and then... So I said that uh, that was one of my moving to New York anthems. There was also Nina Hagen. And then there was also... Uh, Wait, Steve, why do I know that name, Nina Hagen? Nina Hagen. She did the New York, New York song. Oh, She's okay. She's really yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like... But, like... She's like ninety or sorry, eighties punk, like, and she was. She did ninety nine red balloons too, right? No, that's Nina. Nina Hagen was like she's a op, op trained opera singer. Okay, and she's super punk, like whoa punk, and she can either sound like a frog or she can like sing operatically, or she does this growling, or it's like she's, her voice is all over. We need the to place. look into her. We sound very similar in technique yeah. and style. It's funky. Exactly. Uh, uh. This intro is a little too Do you want to, it's an 80s song, so it's got a five minute intro. Oh yeah, here we go. This is something that Love Connie would perform. Oh yeah, totally. Love, Love Connie. I literally thought you meant that she did a cover of... Start spreading no. the news. I thought even that she, they, she <laughs> no, did a cover gonna... of Empire State of Mind. <laughs> yeah, in 1983. Yeah. Okay. And then also, I'm gonna say, and then it was also Stevie Wonder's "Living for the City." Oh, sure. Although, which has nothing to do with that's not even close to my narrative. But it's city. And but it's, it's a city. But it's talking Wonder. about it's talking about New York, and so any of those were the three things talking about New York at the time that I liked. <laughs> How long did you live in New York? It's like four years. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I I need a lot of personal space, and that city is like something that you don't have. Right. Oh, absolutely. You're like your entire apartment is like mm, the size of a bedroom, and it is your bedroom, and then the city is your living room, and mm-hmm. so there's really like I need a lot of personal. And someone space. lives right on top of you and right below you, and you're never alone. And no inside you, you and right next to you. Ooh. And oh, <laughs> we had different experiences. <laughs> Well, so speaking of personal space, you, you just, just bought, bought a house. house. I did buy a house, yeah. That's cool. That's crazy. Where is it? What's the address? <laughs> <laughs> it's up in Big Bear City. Okay. okay. Yeah. My it's kind like, of space. That's, I've yeah, never been there. It's oh, cute. Yeah. I, I hadn't, all my mountain stuff, I would usually go up to the Sierras or other parts of, you know, the United States. Right. And, um, then, like, right before my birthday, I I don't know, I, I saw a listing for uh, this little cabin that was near Mount Baldy. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like an, an hour drive. And I could totally afford it, um, which you can't afford anything in Los Angeles. Right now. And it's certainly not anything that's, like, even the least bit inspiring. I mean, you could get, like, a really dumpy sort of, like, white box apartment or something. Right. yeah. But like why that? Why would you no, want to spend any money talk on about that? that? We, always, we want to freestanding. Like yeah, it has yeah. to be its own. And that entity. fantasy, especially for like my generation, is like barely available. Yes. Oh yeah. I did just start seeing listings for for not incredible, but pretty decent, like under a million, like homes. 
Or like under a million. a million. Mind you, no. a million gets you one bedroom, one bathroom, a tiny living room kitchen. Like, I know. And so LA. I'm saying I'm seeing stuff like in Mount Washington for like $920,000. Oh, yeah. oh like I saw that one too. Two bedrooms. Yeah. It looked really nice. But, you, but well, there's so no garage and you have to walk, walk upstairs up to get to the front I door. I would never. Yeah, and never hold your breath because... because most of Big Bear places, you got to go up a huge flight of stairs to get but up I'm, to the house. I'm actually just on flat on flat ground. Oh, nice. Next but to all my, the horses. Uh, yeah, my neighbors have horses. Actually, on Saturday, which was th- this weekend, was the first Saturday. time I went up there. Um, the the neighbor who has all the horses, she came to introduce herself to me, and I hear a knock at the door, and I was like, I don't know anybody up here yet. Like, who's going to be knocking? I don't have any services <laughs> like coming or anything. But I open the door, and she's standing there like grinning with the horse, like this giant horse, like in my doorway. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Do you feel like that horse was drawn to you because you're both hung like a horse? Well, I mean, I tried to introduce what maybe there possibly maybe there was like maybe a competition sort of a thing. Yeah. Because yeah, I reached like, out. There's some other dick in the air up you here. Fight the horse. I reached out to the horse and the horse was like, no. <laughs> I know about you. Shady. Yeah, I know about you. I was like, we're gonna be friends eventually. Just you wait. My parents have a place <laughs> with horses across the way. It's kind of wild to see horses every day. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. They're majestic creatures. They are really beautiful. So pretty. They're also so, like, giant but fragile. Yeah. Like, I they love can they, like, injure themselves so easily. The One. little. Yeah. Because isn't their knee, like, really low? Um, I think those... <laughs> You know, I'm not. We're I'm, not doing this. I'm Here's not, one thing we're not gonna do: is gonna have the internet calling us fucking idiots because we don't know how a horse wrist or elbow is. Well, you can just, you can just begin call. with a disclaimer and say I'm not a biologist, but I'm pretty sure that that's a fingernail. Yeah, well, <laughs> we could, we could, but, but we the, choose still not drag to. our asses. So, does that feel like a huge life accomplishment? Oh my god, yeah, that's yeah, awesome, huge. So, yeah, I did, I had essentially written off that possibility for a really long time. And then it sort of surprised me this year. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. So do you still have a place in LA or yeah. are you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, oh my God, don't get rid of the place. I can't believe you're leaving the place in LA. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not leaving it. Mommy, just because mommy bought a house doesn't mean she's leaving. Because you post a lot of like photos about uh, or or in your home or featuring mm-hmm. your home. And it's like, your space looks awesome. Yeah. You have like a full home gym and like. Yeah, I do. It's like a, a back yard. Yeah, I have like I'm just like dreaming of nice. Yeah. It looks like a mountain cabin, but yes. it's yeah. in the middle of West Hollywood. And I have my own little private garden that I put in an outdoor shower and a tub and a gym. Oh. And yeah. It's super easy. I just bought this look. Actually, a friend of mine um bought me this propane heater. It's this oh. portable propane heater. Wait, the outdoor shower is heated? Yeah. Yeah. On demand. It's like way faster than okay. the shower that's inside my house. So I just shower in the garden all the time. It basically turned showering into a hobby. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Every outdoor shower I've been to is like out on Fire Island and it's ice cold. No, no, You know, no, it's no. like straight from the hose tap or whatever. Well, it's so, it's so easy. Just the, the um, I just had to get a few things at the hardware store to. Um, the where? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to, it hooks up to the garden hose and then it hooks up to a propane tank and it runs off of two D cell batteries. And I think the whole, the whole setup cost me maybe like $150. This is what I'm talking about. That's why I want to buy one of those pool pumps and get one of those big cowboy pools and just put it in my driveway. The cowboy yeah. pool. Fill it with water and let it go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have one of those cowboy tubs. That's like, yeah. So then I, I have a splitter then that one 
way goes to the shower and one way can fill up the tub. Plumber, now, sometimes engineer. you feel like a little baby when you're like <laughs> in the cowboy tub and you're not fully submerged and you're just kind of waiting around. No, this belly. is a big tub. How deep is yours? It's like about as high as this table, oh, maybe. Oh, shit. It's not. It's not shallow. My but, least uh, favorite thing. I kind of want to feel like a and kid. I can. I can easily fit two big men in there. I've done it several times. Is that an invitation? <laughs> sure. Flat, two big men. Two big men. <laughs> oh, I always hate the thing. That's that where I, you should film the next episode. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the tub. tub. Yeah, you did. We did I do did an episode in your bathtub. In a, a bathtub where I did feel like a baby because I kept rolling around on my bed. My my <laughs> least favorite thing about bathing, like like, no. Let me rephrase that. Don't clip this. Morgan, don't clip Morgan, this part. Morgan, take it. Don't take this part. Um, my least favorite thing about taking a bath um, is the bathtubs are never big enough. Like, I I will sit in there and my belly floats out of the water and my knees don't fit all the way. And so you never get to, like, fully submerge. Well, I think that's also just, like, an adult thing. Yeah, like you're if an you're adult. Over, if you're over five feet, like, most bathtubs are not. Also, you would probably fit in my bathtub at home because it's really? like an extra long one and it's deeper. That's what I'm talking about. But apartments and stuff don't get the nice big bathtubs put in them. Well, that's you, time for a cowboy tub. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> so Come install one in his backyard. I want to talk about labels. Do you use porn star, porn mm. actor, content creator, fuck machine? What do you like <laughs> to call yourself? Um... Yeah, I I have stopped hiding what I do when strangers ask me what I do because I love the the, reaction. res- the reactions, and you would be surprised at how like overwhelmingly positive they are. Usually, everybody loves everyone porn. looks at yeah, porn. Who doesn't everybody watch porn? loves porn. So, um, and then uh, you get like lots of you know people are very fascinated and love to ask lots of questions. Sometimes I want to be careful not to like derail a conversation at like a dinner party or something, and so sure. I might hold back a little bit, but. Like the guy who came to install my Spectrum stuff on Mm -hmm. Sunday, he was like, what do you do down in L.A.? And I said, I do porn. And they said, say that again. I said, I do porn. (laughs) And he goes, oh, that's where it's at, man. And then um, and then we were talking later and he had a whole bunch of questions. And then he was like uh, listing off all of these straight porn stars that he's met because I guess they have houses up there, too, and stuff. Oh, there's a whole porn community. And rock stars and people like that, you know. Yeah. So so he was enjoying telling me about all these other people. He's like, you must be a celebrity. And I was like, well, I suppose in my community. Yeah, yeah to the gays. <laughs> I earned the title porn star. Yeah. So Yeah, point oh four. <laughs> that's a star, baby. 0.4. Oh, it's 0.4. Baby, yeah. that's a star. <laughs> You've never seen one. Now, what... No, that's what true, is the most they're... commonly asked question that people ask you when you're like, oh, I do porn? Like, what's the first thing that they ask? Everybody wants to sort of reassure their own life choices to um, make it seem as though you're lacking something in your life. Whoa. Whoa. So... <laughs> that's fucked up. So they always kind of do that when I'm like, I'm a drag queen. They're like, I did theater in high school. You know what I mean? They're gonna, yeah. They're gonna try and like, like, like fish neg- for neg you a little, fish for and poke a hole in like this idea of your happiness. Or yeah. Something. So one of the one of the first questions that I get is like, uh, oh, but it must be like really hard to date. Oh, it must be. What about what about love? What about what about oh your parents? God. Oh yeah. What you- <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, so my mom, my brother, my sister, everybody knows. My brother-in-law gets a huge kick out of it. He'll ask the most inappropriate questions, and I'll be like. 
Okay, we went there. Ah! <laughs> I, love I love that too. And they're yeah. like, he's like a cancer doctor and shit. <laughs> well, I think that's what you well, said. Yeah. I mean, porn, everybody looks at porn. Everyone enjoys porn. Everyone knows porn exists. So the fact that people, you know, have to hide it or that there is that weird stigma or, you know, whether people feel it personally or not a societal sort of shame around it that we have to sort of sidestep in order to get to the enjoyment it is pretty wild yeah I, I, that seems to be changing a lot and i will credit actually only fans with a lot of this because everybody is on social media now right and at the beginning of uh like the very beginning of only fans you saw like a few people start really posting some kind of like like a lot more skin on instagram and mm -hmm. a lot more skin on social media and then as that then sort of became more and more common then more people started doing it more people started doing it now everybody's posting skin on instagram if you go just basically to like anyone's instagram it's like, you know, more explicit than their Tinder profiles or right. something. Right, it's everything know. but. Um, and uh, everybody, like, people want to be seen. People want to feel sexy. People want to be seen as sexy. And they want to share it. And uh, I think that's amazing. And I feel like part of what my job is is to help give people permission to be that. Yeah. Um, you have permission. Thank you. <laughs> I feel similarly just to the last part of what you said is that part of my... <laughs> We're going to talk about drain your nut? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say part of my job and what I do is that uh, I help people, you know, get permission to, like, let loose a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I definitely like to build a community and be very nice to everybody. Yeah. You, you say, if you want to look like this, then... Drink until you black out. Duh, baby. <laughs> if you, if Mommy's got a problem. <laughs> no, but, you know, there's something really empowering to, um, you know, tapping into that side of people and letting people know it's it's cool. And I recently just saw a very empowering video of you. Oh, yeah. Fucking someone while walking on a treadmill. Actually, Running. A, a light jog, really. Yeah, yeah. Kind of was a light jog. How many miles an hour was that going? Uh, maybe seven seven miles and you were fully know. seven inches in how interesting <laughs> that was uh oh that was like in the uh there was a private gym in the top of this building that we had an airbnb in san jose costa rica and we went up there and oh so we the idea like, just like came to you i think i had seen somebody else do it but that's not going to stop me from doing it too yeah absolutely you know you don't have to reinvent the wheel right you just got to do it. You just got to do it at a full speed. You just got to do it better. Yeah. You don't reinvent the wheel, but I would say fucking someone. I mean, for for folks who need a, a visual. Well, okay. Well, the and person mind, mind in you, front. Mind you, this video is like 10 seconds long. It's not something. It's not a sustainable. It wasn't it's still very impressive. The 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 person in front of you ha is doing one, that. One yeah, that's, that's Han Cross. He's a cutie. Han Cross is doing the thing that I do. Han Cross buns. You know what I mean? <laughs> is doing that thing that I do on a treadmill which is like uh, leaning leaning on the yeah and then you put your legs on the side on the side yeah and you let the treadmill run underneath while you, you watch TV. while you hang out that's what well, i do you on the know treadmill. The, the the hole needs to be stationary right yeah and then you are butt up right against him uh -huh. running yeah. not touching anything yeah, but your dick is fully inside of it <laughs> impressive impressive do you sit Thank around you. and go like what is gonna be clickable what's yeah, gonna be um, i call those things twitter bombs and i used to <laughs> i i used to try and do more of that sort of stuff yeah and then um 
like I've I've been trying to do this for a long time and now I have a, a speeding ticket that I have to go and take care of in the Mojave Desert. So it'll put me there already. Oh, okay. So we, I've been we stand I have, a multitasker. I, I have this I have this pair of junk skis that I've been wanting to go out to the sand dunes in the Mojave Desert and go do like naked sand skiing videos oh. with a boner or something like that. And then you know, then I have to create different versions for each different social media mm, platform. Right. So there'll be the thong one for Instagram. There'll be the speedo one for TikTok. There'll right. <laughs> now, do you have someone filming these for you? Yeah. Do you have I, an employee? Yeah, I have I have an assistant who is amazing. He's super fun. He is a super, super talented singer, musician. Oh, cool. And um, he was signed to Warner Brothers who dropped him at the beginning of the pandemic. And then partway through that, through... The summer of the second year, um, he had posted something on Instagram about wanting a job. And I had this like uh, OnlyFans agency at the time and I wasn't it, it wasn't quite fitting well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it'd be really, like really perfect if I actually just had like an assistant that could film things for me, come with me on these trips. And then they would just film everything. And then we yeah. have this sort of like adventure b- vlog style, po- sexy porn yeah. adventure, yeah. whatever. So. When I decided to get rid of the agency, I called him up and I said, hey, do you want a job? I know you're looking for work. And, uh, yeah. What kind of job? <laughs> you know what I mean? The best job ever. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like a great trips. time. Yeah, it sounds so, incredible. So not long, so not long after I, um, I hired him, we, I took a trip to Costa Rica and I brought him along and then it was also me and Frank Furter and Han Cross, who was in the, Got it. the video the that channel. you're talking about. We did an adventure trip in Costa Rica. Very cool. And we started off at, uh, my friend, uh, Shelby Clark has this, uh, um, this compound that he's built in the jungle in Costa Rica called the Jungle Gaberhood. And it's sort of like a queer wellness sort of a thing. It was beautiful. What world are like we to living go. in? Yeah, just how go. are we not doing this? I don't know. Go, just go. Book a flight. Jump in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if you were to pitch a Twitter bomb scenario. Oh yeah, pitch Twitter bombs. What would it be for love? You go first. Okay, I have one. I've come up oh, with you've it. Oh, well, okay. Okay. You're you're baking. Yes. Naked. Yes. Okay. And it's like a cake, like a coconut cake okay. or something like that. And so, you know, like maybe you have a boner, maybe you don't, but you're whisking and it's like full body. <laughs> and there's like people in the background, right? Uh-huh. Like maybe an orgy had just happened uh-huh. or is about to happen, right? Okay. And every time you turn your back, someone comes up and nuts into the batter. And it's like three different guys. Like it's secret. Oh, right, so you turn your back and you're disgusting. like, you're like this bent. Is not good. No, I no, used to like. I, I used to jerk off on like crackers and eat them when I was a teenager. <laughs> That's what they call a limp relatable. <laughs> I was like, I was like way kinkier as a teenager than I am now. Really, it was like a wild what? imagination. That's oh, I amazing. just came up with one. Okay, okay. well, let me finish. So. <laughs> there's like you know you bend over you're checking the oven is it hot enough someone like nuts and then they they scamper away and then at the end you know then smash cut to everyone sitting around eating eating the, cake the, eating the cum cake yeah <laughs> that's my pitch i love that one cooking okay. with cum there are cookbooks cooking oh yeah with cum. totally i i always assumed that if i jerked off onto a frying pan that it would um 
congeal like an egg or yeah, whatever because I, I was like egg. it sure does well it's a sh- it sure does <laughs> no because i watched no because i've i've watched videos on twitter of somebody jerking off into a frying pan and it sort of spreads out and then it ends up looking like um you know those like cheese. parmesan crisps yeah cheese that that yeah it looks like that it just kind of browns well and so it he might really have been bad. overly hydrated you know you want to be at a half hydrate so it comes out creamy what's now, your what twitter my Bob? idea would be <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> what about this? Is for Halloween. This could really get him. Okay, we reenact the Drew Barrymore scene from Scream, but instead of do you know I, 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 you're in. The, okay, again, we're back remember. in the it's same kitchen. A, it's been such a long time. Okay, well, okay. I'm gonna talk you through it. <laughs> we're back in the same kitchen. You're over there popping Jiffy Pop. You get a phone call. What's like, Jiffy Pop? Popcorn. It's popcorn in a put uh, in the silver thing. We always made it on the stove, just with yeah, like that's, kernels. Oh, like oh, in a it's cast that, iron. It comes, yeah, yeah. It's well, that, I do it, it comes in a, in a pop, pre-made like tin oh, foil, it's a tin foil thing. thing. Yeah, I've seen that on up. like TV and stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you watch Scream, you'll see it in that movie. Yeah. So then she's making that and a and, fierce bomb, bl- a blunt. Yeah. Bob. So you are in a blunt bob. Yeah. Or maybe we just kind of center part your yeah, hair. Yeah, we can do that. It's yeah, it's almost. Sorry there. to interrupt, which I do all the time, but look at his hair. I know it's so good. Your hairline is good. Did you get that done in Turkey, or is that uh, real? No, this is real. Okay. I'm trying to look at it now because it's I feel like, like it looks no, like it looks a wave. Really good. No, it's like perfect. Yeah. Okay, Jiffy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well we haven't we haven't gotten Scream. past the popcorn. Well, because I can't fucking talk. <laughs> So you're popping this popcorn, and then you get the phone call, and he's like, you're going to die in seven days, or whatever he says. And you're like, oh, no, I'm so scared. And they're like, look out the window. And instead of your boyfriend being out there completely gutted and dead, he's just getting fucked by the scream. And then you Uh, go and join. Oh, yeah, okay. It was a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. And the The cool thing is the scream's already making his orgasm face. Yeah, he's he's always coming. The minute you open it, it's like a fucking hose. (laughs) <laughs> I love that we're talking about both Scream, uh, the film, and also The Scream, the fine art piece. Oh, yeah, because you uh, no, are into the fine same. arts. Uh, yeah, oh, you're talking about the Edward, Edward Monk piece. Yeah, weren't you? That's the face you were making? Well, but the, so, so does that ghost. The oh, ghost, yeah, he ghost does kind of downturn. Like the, uh, uh, like, I yeah. thought that that mask was based off of that painting. Could be. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't not the painting called The Scream? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. take a break. We're going to take a fucking break. <laughs> Are you high? And we're back. I don't know. Do you know the musical Wicked? Barely. Well, okay. All right, there's a movie coming out. Maybe we can go see it together. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I know it's another one of those, like, it's the the story of the Wicked Witch of the West, and, like, all of the songs sound like they're very, like, empowering or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, in the first act. But let's not even talk about the second act. It's (sighs) so bad. So so in addition to your porn work, you, um, you do photography? Yeah. You do you design clothes? I I used to be a costume designer and I got super, super burnt out. The amount of work that goes into making a single garment or anything is absolutely insane and it's so undervalued. Um did you did you work with Harlan? No. Clay? Harwood. 
Harwood. Oh, Harwood. I, I worked with Harwood for a while. Yeah. Um, Clay, Clay and I did some projects together. Yeah. Because yeah. at that level, those guys work on like huge, huge things. Yeah, we worked on big stuff. And that is exactly what you're talking about, where it's like you work 40 hours on a garment or like oh, two weeks or more than that. And then it's like in half of a shot or not even used. Right. Mm -hmm. It's left on the rack versus like, you know, you will I'll make a costume, costume and wear a costume times. a bunch. Or yeah. like me, I've hold on held on to stage costumes that I've had for eight or nine years. One of my one of my like biggest that. moments was this giant mustache dress that I made for one of those like Visit California commercials where all the celebrities finish each other's <laughs> sentences. And Anna Ferris is wearing my giant mustache dress. And I got that job like probably three days before the deadline. And they're like, you've got 72 hours to make a giant mustache dress. And so that means I have to spend the first day and a half sourcing all the materials mm -hmm. and then I have like a day and a half to actually make the thing and I've never made a giant mustache before but I have like you know some ideas so then I have to stay up for 36 hours straight to finish and fabricate and like pull together people that I can like use their skills and I hired a, a hairstylist to come in with like so many cans of Aquanet and stuff that we sculpted. We made tracks of weave out of mm -hmm. jumbo braid. We layered that over faux fur that was layered over the top of like a whole mustache shaped form that we made out of upholstery foam and kind of like hollowed it out, hollowed out the structure and layers so that it was as light as possible. When I sleep for 36 hours, then I go and I have two hours of sleep in my house. And then I have to go and do a fitting at Anna Ferris's house with who is what's Chris, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yeah. Made me coffee that morning. He was so sweet. Jesus. And Don't now he's that. a homophobe. I, yeah. Is he though? I thought he was kind of like, my Christianity doesn't really define me. He sort of backtracked on that. I don't remember, but. Well, his PR people probably told him something oh, good yeah, to say because he had a movie out. I don't know. He was plenty nice, but. Um, Homophobes can be nice too. Yeah. That's true. And there's a big difference between nice people and good people. Yeah. Wow. There's a Twitter bomb. There's a Twitter bomb for you. Okay, so you do the fetting and then what? Is the dress? Uh, well, yeah, the so that no, 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 everything worked. Every everybody was like absolutely gagged. Um, but then I get two more hours of sleep and then I have to be on set for 14 hours and by the end of it, I'm completely destroyed. Right. Like it was, it's not a path that leads to happiness. <laughs> no, no, And I, I kind of, I, I looked around at all of my, all of my colleagues and I just sort of did a survey of how everybody who was further ahead in their career than me. And it was like kind of a bleak outlook. I think everybody was like, you know, not a happy person. So I, so I exit stage left. <laughs> But you've got those skills. Yeah. But you couldn't, there's no amount of money that can make me sit down at a sewing machine again for somebody else. There's like, no, yeah. no chance. Yeah. <laughs> you sew that. for other people though. It's only for a lot of money. Yeah. Because of that, because it's like something that would take me three hours to make for me is going to take me seven or eight hours for someone else. Because I'm going to make sure I don't fuck it up. The little things were on my costumes. You don't care. I just don't care on theirs. It's like, oh, it has to be perfect. And you know your body. And I know my body and I don't know tall, skinny people's bodies. It's hard. I'm used to like a lot of fabric. When you, I have to make something for someone small, some I'm shape. like, what is this about? So is what do for you- For a Barbie? <laughs> what do you love about photography? Um, I, it's, for me, it's sort of like a marriage of science and art. And, um, I love, I'm, I'm like a very, like my brain is super practical and pragmatic and, uh, and very scientific. And then it also 
you know, I have like a deep creative side. Mm. And so that seems, I'm, I'm assuming this is why I love it so much, but I like, I'm super, super nerdy about analog cameras. Like I can tell you every single camera that's been made since the beginning of film mm. until the until digital happened and then digital is like whatever i don't care after <laughs> that <laughs> Who fucking cares? so do you have a dark room are you like I, that kind of girl uh, yeah kind of i develop my own film at home sometimes if it's 35 millimeter i take it in to get processed professionally but because it's too tedious to do right. mm. but if i'm working in like medium or large format because the negatives get bigger and bigger oh. um then uh, then it, it, it actually works out to be much more, um, like it's easier to scan, the colors come out properly, it's easier to develop, it, it just it's a, it's a more rewarding process to do it yourself. Also, like if I shoot a four by five inch negative, I'm not even sure like how to even deliver that to the lab or get it processed or any of this stuff. So I like all those trays of liquid. Well, you okay, feel like so you're solving. That, yeah, a that stuff always seems so crazy to me. <laughs> so that's like that's like when you're actually printing, when you're creating the print. Oh. So I I um I I just develop my own negatives because I'm interested in. The, oh, so they mm, stay on the. So they say like I do everything inside of just like a bag that looks like a jacket, and then uh, I pull the canister out and it's all ready to go. It's light tight and you can pour the chemicals in and out. Oh. And then the only trick is to keep the chemicals at a particular temperature. So I used to have one of those like inflatable hot tubs in my yard and the perfect hot tub temperature also just happens to be the exact temperature for developing C41 color film. Oh, wow. So, so I would just float. got to take a little dip. Yeah, so I float the bottles <laughs> in the hot tub, and it keeps them the right temperature. And so I would I would always tell people that I develop film in my hot tub, and they would <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking some about? Some camera person out there is probably so mad hearing that. Right. They have, like, some state-of-the-art huge, Yeah, like, like a little tent in their fucking house. So wild. Yeah. I think that's cool to have so many interests. I feel like... I don't have that's any why, that's space why I can't have life. a real job because yeah, I have too I many like, hobbies. Yeah, and then when you're like traveling, you can f do photography while you're out. Oh god, like, I mix everything together. Oh, I try and so I take nice. I take everything that I'm into, so like the jungle, the nature, the photography, everything. And I started doing this series of videos where it's like a sexy photo shoot. And then so we're filming, my assistant is filming the entire thing. And so you see me posing him and going around and taking the pictures. And then we start fooling around and it, you know, morphs into the sex scene. Um, but it's really beautiful. And I think people like watching the sort of like the buildup of the tension. And a lot of people have these like fantasies about getting seduced by the photographer or mm. something. So I have a whole series of those. And then um, I'm going to do a show at the Tom of Finland store oh, right. of the photographs. Oh, cool. And then it'll become a book and stuff like that. So that's the entrepreneurial author at it at it. Well, you just try I try and figure out how many different ways to like incorporate everything that I like doing and then try and figure out if there's a way to turn it into a product. Mm -hmm. Well, and it also allows your audience to engage with you in so many different ways. Well, that's, there's going to yeah. be a whole bunch of people who go like, Oh, I just love this photography book. Um, Oh, I didn't know he oh, had OnlyFans or, Oh, wow. you know, like whatever. Yeah. I, you didn't know he cream pies. Yeah. <laughs> talking about felting today. Sure. Why not? You brought you it to the pie. Well, who doesn't me? You don't. Not out of the hole. Oh, okay. What if it's your seed in the hole? See, I just don't trust the hole. Well, 
That's your issue. Well, you just yeah, that is. Uh, by, by the end by the end of it, you should have a pretty good idea of what's going on with the you. Whole. Never know, especially if you're like push out. You don't uh, know what you're gonna nah, get. I don't do the I don't do the push out thing. How are you gonna get the seed? It just drips out sometimes. You wait. You shake yeah. them maybe. There's a big difference between pushing and then like the passive yeah, dripping. Yeah, it's the pushing. The passive drip. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd probably uh, lick it on a passive drip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a break and then we're going to get raunchy right after this. <laughs> oh, whoops. And we're back. And it is. Hit the sleigh button, faggot. It's time for our segment, which we call Fuck Talk. I just ripped this. Um, we've been talking about porn. We've been talking about sex. But this is our moment to dive a little deeper into some explicit conversation about maybe a wild experience, maybe an embarrassing experience. Maybe you want to talk about more about your freak days when you were younger and kinkier. But this is when we give an opportunity for people to share, um, you always say it so nicely, a wild a, a or wild embarrassing, or embarrassing or uncomfortable sex story that's go- happened or will happen. Like your soon. go-to uh party uh, story to shock people. You have one? Like mine was the time that I hired a hooker and he, j- sorry, sex worker. And he I like the word me- hooker. Me too. I it's prefer it. Like it. It's, it's fun. It's got yeah. a, it's got like a, there's, there's like an old school, like when I was in New York and I was escorting and stuff, I would always call myself, we would all call ourselves hookers. I prefer hooker. Cause it's it was fun. like, it, it, it's giving visions of like, um, I know they weren't hookers, but like it feels like I picture Nomi Malone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that's the like a You're hooker. You're fucking a pool like that. A hooker is like a fantasy, you know. Yes. A sex worker is like so clinical. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds I don't, weird. You know, and then also I've always sort of I, I know politically it's a good idea to put everybody together into this group sex worker, but like it's so diverse that I don't think it. You know, it's like it's important that we can be represented under all these things, but. I my experience has very very little to do with like you know uh somebody who is doing survival sex work. Exactly. So I I don't you know we don't we don't have the same group of needs. We don't have the same but I but I suppose the existence of me might help the acceptance of the other. I I don't know, but I don't think I don't, people get mad at me because anytime I criticize the like umbrella term sex worker, people mm-hmm. are like, it's so important. Well, I think I that happens with any sort of like progress when it comes to like um, niche. Well, I guess it's not even that niche, but niche. when it comes to like Oldest political profession. movement or shifting culture. Right. But you wanted to hear something raunchy. So I no, did. Not really no, political. But I, I'm I happy to have this I, conversation. Yeah, I, I prefer this conversation. You prefer? Well, okay. So I hired a okay. hooker. You were saying you wanted him a in a job. I hired a hooker. <laughs> and he. Every single person who's ever heard the show has heard the story. I'm telling you, it to him and you won't shut the fuck up, faggot. <laughs> Hit the sleigh button. Anyway, he offered, he said, I also, slaven, faggot. I also dress up as like superheroes if you want, and I could be Superman and you could be Lex Luthor. And I was like, well, how much extra? And he was like, no, it's free. I'll just, and I was like, great, let's do it. Okay, so he likes doing it. Yeah, so he likes doing it. It wasn't like a weird thing. But the weird part was when he decided to like pretend to fly in through the window. And he like did like a, we opened the window and he did like a little jump. 
in front of the window. Like a shoot. Like, I'm here. I wish. <laughs> no, not that game. He so was he really in cape? character. No, the cape was a little lacking. If anything, okay. I would have redone the cape. The rest of the costume was pretty good. Yeah. And that was that's that. That was a weird time for me. Was there a hole in the suit? There was. Yeah. So he pulled down the red undies, and then there was like a little hole for his penis to pop out. <laughs> you ever done anything? Weird Did he like color that? match the penis? No, <laughs> no, but he did bring a little piece of like kryptonite, which was like a little neon. I was like, no, crystal. Yeah, he was like, no, no, and I was like, ah, <laughs> it was a really wild time for me. And by the end of it, I wasn't even like, we didn't even have sex because I didn't even wasn't even like that horny at the end because <laughs> you were just enjoying. Because I was experience. Just like, this is all <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Thoughts. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I do have a really wild story because I didn't, I used to live in Kenya when I was like, let's say in 2008, 2009. And, uh, I was working for like this, I don't even know what my job was, but I was working for this, for this, uh, rural agricultural development organization, but I would like sneak off and like not do my job because I didn't even know what my job was. Um, And we became, me and some other friends, we became involved in this like grassroots queer sex worker organization in Mombasa. And um, they kind of, they were like a club kind of, and they had like an initiation ritual that they wanted us to like do to join Mm -hmm. the thing. And, um, Sometimes I feel I'm not sure like how much detail I should go into. All of it. <laughs> well, yeah, you can but do the thing protective is, detail. Oh, no, yeah. but the thing, yeah, I'm talking about protective details. Yeah. Um, well, there was there was like a there was a set of bars in a particular district that um, that we went to go meet the leader of the group, and I wish I could share. I wish I could share the title too because it was so. Um, I actually maybe that's okay. I. They called themselves Mother Superior mm. of uh, of the the group, yeah. And um, we had to go and meet with Mother Superior, who was this guy who um, he had a whole bunch of like European sugar daddies that would pay for this house there. That kind of was like a safe house for mm. all of these like you know like sex workers, yeah. like if they needed a place to stay. Um, and we we went to the bar to go have like a sit down interview, which was just basically like me sitting across from Mother Superior and like downing the worst like vodka I've ever had in my life. It was <laughs> I was like fire, fire, fire water. And um, but I was young. So, you know, you can do that then. Um, and then after I don't think we even really spoke all that much. Then like after I was basically like sized up or whatever, somebody else came, some like young guy came to escort me down this like series of alleyways and stuff and over to this house. And then we get there and it's like a party. It's like a whole oh. party. There's like these lesbians and trans and like all these gay guys and stuff. And we, we can't communicate at all because like my, my Swahili is not that great, but we just, wherever we were having a lot of fun and then it turned into an orgy and I'm oh. like getting, I'm like getting fucked on this bed by these two guys with condoms. We didn't have lube. So we used hair pomade, which I have to tell you about that. But then my friend, <laughs> my friend is like on the floor getting eaten out next to me. So I'm like in an orgy with lesbians, which never happened again. Right. Ever. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. 
And then, and then when that all wrapped up and we were super wasted, we went to a bar further up the coast. And I remember like, because I had just gotten fucked with pomade, I farted and it felt like somebody snapped a rubber band against my hole. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was the initiation ritual was the big home orgy. Well, I don't know that the, the, or the orgy was like part of the initiation it was just the meeting and the party and like getting like crazy welcome join our community sort of thing but we got horny so like we we didn't have another way to communicate so we just use your bodies we were just talking about that and how sort of like ignorant we are to so many places that are maybe unsafe for travel but have like you know communities and like everywhere man you can I, i like we find a way and oh, there's yeah. there's a community there's a always a community and it always exists and there's always a way to find it. Yeah. But I went I went into that year thinking that I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to have any sex this year." And right. oof, I was wrong. Oh damn. <laughs> I I had a friend who had a big trip planned and it was like an academic trip and it was to an area that just, you know, they were like, "Don't say you're gay ever." Yeah. And he was like, hottest sex I've ever had was the whole time. Also the best dance parties that I've ever been to, because we would go to these bars and clubs and stuff. And there's absolutely no, um, there's no established concept of cool, which, which Mm. is the most liberating thing I've ever experienced because nobody is trying to posture anything. So you go to these places and it was like the general spirit is to like dance your ass off. And it doesn't matter if you look like a fool, if you look like doesn't matter how drunk you get, doesn't matter how like. Doesn't matter how drunk you get. Nothing, nothing. (laughs) I'm going to book a flight. (laughs) Yeah, it was that. That was really, really fun. I was like pure joy kind of. um, Yeah, because you go to parties here and if there's any like if there's a DJ. Then everybody gets very serious about like, is the music good? Is the music not good? Is is it cool enough for me to dance? What if I'm dancing to not cool music? Oh, Will people so think true. that I am too uncool? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not- <laughs> I yeah. There's the. I'm bored. I was just talking to someone about like. I'm a, bored with cool. There's a yeah. select group of DJs that are like a little too cool to be around drag queens. Mm. And they like only throw their little music parties and don't have any. Oh yeah, because they're sure. like, I'm not gonna play about. that song that everybody yeah. likes. And you're like, but what if the I have what this if the drag queen was into the same fucking music as you, dude? Or also like, what if the dance floor will completely fill up and everyone will have an amazing time if you play that one song? Why are you so against it? I'm always interested in that. And that one song is. Let Loose by Lucy LaDuca. <laughs> they just won't play it anymore. All right, we've made it to our time. Why don't you wrap us up here? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at Sloppy Seconds. G- you can send us an email at Sloppy Seconds Pod at gmail.com. Or you can call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly, Spicy's Meatball, Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter, and Meatball the Drag Queen on TikTok. Follow Mom Podcasts on everything, too. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And if you, too, want to join the 0.4% of OnlyFans subscribers, or I don't know what it is, where can people follow you, Logan? Uh. Uh, uh, it is OnlyFans.com slash Logan Stevens XXX. XXX. Okay. And if you are a Mom Plus subscriber, you are about to get five extra minutes right here with Logan Stevens. A Mom Plus? Yeah. Yeah. You- 
I love this. Our network Slay. is called Mom, stands for Moguls of Media. Uh, and our plus service. Oh, right, there it is. Yeah. I see it in the corner there. Thanks, fake fan. Uh, <laughs> our plus service is uh, when people pay, they get ad free shows and a little extra time. Oh. Check that out. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 